always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, welcome everybody, and thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show. My name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas, joined there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area by my good friend, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How are you doing today, Terry? Well, I'm doing a whole lot better. Uh, I'm now tuned in to the KRRB studios. Absolutely. You. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad you said something because uh, we have upgraded uh, uh, some studio equipment here. Uh, but at the same time, we haven't had time to test that equipment yet. So how I'm coming across, I really don't know. But I do know that once we get everything done, that it should be a much cleaner uh, sound. Everything should be a little bit more professional. And I'm, I'm always looking to try to make uh, the studio better That's in right. every That's way right. that I possibly can. But anyway, I don't want to waste too much time on that, Terry. I, I do want to get into today. Um, the thing is, is that I want to really begin to focus on Israel. Uh, I mentioned mm-hmm. to you um, just a couple of minutes before we went on the air that I believe now in reading Matthew 24 that I'm mm-hmm. going to have to kind of redo some of my thinking. Now, I want to make this really clear. I am not questioning Matthew 24. As a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, I'm highlighting Matthew 24. Mm -hmm. I I think it's beginning to come more and more to life. And I believe that um, what what I'm reading now makes a lot more sense in April of 2023 than it did in March of 2023. So um, anyway, I want to get into that a lot next week. Uh, and really begin to examine Matthew 24 in detail again. And also Isaiah 17, 1, Ezekiel uh, 38, 39. We're going to really start putting this together because of the fact I believe that we're getting extremely close to the fulfillment of a, a lot of Scripture, a lot of prophecy. And I'm not sure where the rapture fits into this. And I'm, I, as a matter of fact, I've got a question for you mm-hmm. on the rapture. You have done. A lot of research, a lot of time has gone into it. And one thing that you keep mentioning um, that bothers me. Okay? Yeah. And now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm not trying to, you know, I hope you understand. I'm really not. Sure. And, and no. I don't want you, I really don't even want you to answer the question yet. But I kind of want you to okay. think about it. And mm-hmm. then... Um, We'll roll into it unless you feel like you can address it like right now and lay everything to to rest. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's the deal. You continually say that in, you know, the way that you are reading the Bible, that there has to be peace, that there has to be a security that's going on in Israel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. prior to the rapture. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that's not the case right now. So does that mean that the rapture can't not happen yet? So you, you, you see where my contradiction is there? Do you, do you sure. see where, where yeah, the... Con- where, it's not, not contradiction, but confusion. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've got like a stockpile of material on this. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've got a lot of research and all that. Mm-hmm. But that one thing is confusing to me personally. And I think it is probably confusing to a lot of our listeners all over the world who are saying, well, okay, Terry says there's got to be this, this peace and serenity Mm -hmm. in Israel Mm -hmm. prior Mm -hmm. to the rapture of the church. And right now you got terrorist activity going on. You got Mm -hmm. civil unrest in the streets, you know, where they're even Mm -hmm. trying to put the, the uh, prime minister on trial. You got mm-hmm. Israeli forces that are refusing to fight for Israel. You got confusion for a lot of Israeli citizens that don't even know if they have a right to exist or not. Believe it mm-hmm. or not, I mean, they really are doing that. So you can see yeah. the confusion. Um, do you want to address that now, right now, or you want to give it a minute and let us get through some of this new stuff first and, and, then, take, and then take it on? Uh, yeah, go ahead and get the news going. Okay, okay. And that's fair because, you know, again, I'm hitting Terry up with something that he is very much, you know, he's comfortable with all this stuff, but to try and compact it in two minutes, you know, and put 50 years of research into this and then say, okay, <laughs> now explain this right now, is that it, it's almost an into- impossible task. So anyway, Terry, just think about that and work on it. And even if you can't come up with it today, that's fine. Maybe if the rapture doesn't happen, we can get to it at another time. Okay. But anyway, I do want to start off with some news stories. And the first thing I'm going to do is, is get rid of some of this stuff inside the United States of America. Okay. Which again, you have to remember my position has changed on the United States. And that mm-hmm. I don't believe that the United States of America is going to be supportive of Israel when they are attacked in the Gog and Magog war. I think we're going to be on the wrong mm-hmm. side. Okay. And I mm-hmm. think that that's because of the value system in the United States is so screwed up right now that we yeah, don't know good goodness. from bad. We don't, mm-hmm. we, you know, we don't know. Uh, and we are going down the wrong path really quick. And of course we have that leadership in Washington that is stoking mm-hmm. this on. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can call it incompetence or you can call it the wrong way or whatever you want to call it. But we're on the wrong side. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to begin with this one. And I guess I I, will. I'll play this report first and then I'll follow it up with another one. This is a a federal judge's ruling that we're going to listen to here. Listen to this. A federal Mm -hmm. appeals court ruled that the abortion pill mifepristone can still be used for now but restored restrictions on the drug in a decision that the Justice Department said Thursday it would swiftly challenge at the Supreme Court. At stake in an accelerating legal battle that began in Texas is nationwide access to the most common method of abortion in the U.S. Less than a year after the reversal of Roe v. Wade prompted more than a dozen states to effectively ban abortion outright. Haley White reporting. Okay, now... I have stated on numerous occasions, I feel like I can speak on this issue mm-hmm. you know, from, from a very um, personal point of view here that I don't think mm-hmm. anybody can argue with my right to do that because mm-hmm. I am an adopted child. So mm-hmm. abortion obviously um, would have impacted me specifically if my mm-hmm. mother had not been a good Christian woman. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I feel like the United States is going down the wrong path with this stuff. So this is a drug used to kill kids, to kill babies. Mm -hmm. That's what this drug is. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. was temporarily removed from the shelves. And now this federal judge has put them back on the shelves. So in other words, the United Mm -hmm. States is is now, in my opinion anyway, a federal Mm -hmm. judge is taking up a pro-abortion opinion. And Mm -hmm. uh, what gives them the right to do that? Under what law, standing, do they have the right to do that, Terry? Uh, Boy, you've got me. I have no idea what right do they have to do that. Um, To me, I would say without without any legal uh, definitions in terms of or, or, or abilities or, or rights as a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an American citizen. I would say they don't have any right, um, yeah. just just from the well, hip. Okay. So, Again, now, I'm a member of the U.S. Press Association. Okay. Yeah. I want to make that really clear. Terry's not, but he no. is an American citizen, and he does have his right to express his personal opinion. I can express a personal opinion from a personal point of view that abortion is wrong to me personally, Mm -hmm. and I can take a professional opinion, a U.S. press opinion, Mm -hmm. that the United States Constitution does not mention abortion or the ability to murder anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you you have an abortion, you have committed murder. End of discussion. That is a life. Whether or not you want to recognize mm-hmm. that life or not, it is a life, period. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that is my, both my professional and personal opinion. So yeah. to, to go further into this, you have governor, this is the governor of Kansas. Her name is Laura Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she vetoed a bill uh, this past Friday that could have penalized doctors accused of not providing enough care to infants delivered alive during certain kinds of abortion procedures. In other words, the doctor, the doctor does a, an abortion procedure, but it fails and the baby is born and is now breathing with a beating heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the governor vetoed a bill that said, if you don't do something there, you know, the, the kid's alive, okay? It's a human being. It's living right mm-hmm. now outside the mother's womb. It's alive. Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of that kid, then you are subject to criminal penalty. And the mm-hmm. Kansas governor vetoed that bill. And she said that it was the bill was misleading and unnecessary. Now, quoting her, she says, federal law already protects newborns, and the procedure being described in this bill does not exist in Kansas in the era of modern medicine. The intent of this bill is to interfere in medical decisions that should remain between doctors and their patients. So a living child is not a patient, a living child is of no concern. The only thing that matters is that a doctor who wants to earn money by killing a child is able to do that, and a mother that wants to have this abortion continue, even though the child is alive, that's okay too. So, uh, you know, I disagree with all that. Yeah. So, 
before you, and I'm going to let you comment on this, Terry. Sure, go uh, right ahead. Kansas's Republican controlled legislature gave final passage to the bill earlier this month. And in both chambers, the bill passed, now listen to this, with a veto proof majority. In other words, mm-hmm. they can veto the governor's, or they can override the governor's veto and make this bill law. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. a no brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, still, the bill's fate has been uncertain in a legal and political climate that's made Kansas an outlier on abortion policy among states with GOP-led legislatures. In other words, um, we're not sure if we're going to override this veto or not because uh, we don't know if it's going to stand up to a legal test. You know, at courts judging it, right? Who cares? Who cares whether or not the, uh, the judges are going to do something about it? Who cares? Pass the dadgum bill, okay? Override this idiot governor, and let's let's see it. Let's see it go through, because we do have, right now, for the moment, a conservative United States Supreme Court. This would be the time to do it, right? This would be the time to run the test, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it it shows you how cold-blooded things have become, that, that we're even talking about this. And this fits in perfectly with uh, the question that you posed concerning the rapture. But I'll leave that for whenever you want to time it, okay. uh, whatever. So. Okay, okay. Um, I do think it's time, though, to go ahead and key you up for just two minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? In every show, I give Terry an opportunity uh, to really get into the Bible. And that's, uh, and by the way, we're going to talk about his, his show called uh, The Eye of the Storm right after this. But anyway, um, Terry, I do want to give you two minutes, and then we're going to start those uh, right about, let's say, now. Welcome to the last Christian call, engaging in the battle today. Growing in the Lord, each new Christian, as they cultivate their witnessing, they can then begin to seek God's specific calling for them and the gifts the Lord is presenting to fulfill their ministry. Paul describes in whom all the building, fitly framed together, grows unto a holy temple in the Lord, Ephesians 2.21. First of all, keep Paul's admonition, no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. It is therefore no common testimony for you to agree and testify that Jesus Christ is Lord, of all. All other gifts are built upon this foundational gift. God's empowerment, bestowing the reality of Jesus upon the individual, inculcating them with the divine wisdom that Jesus is God, Savior, Lord of all. The Lord shall always honor the plea of the repentant, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. This day, known throughout America as Tax Day, the day upon which the federal and state taxes are due, period. Of course, our government has extended the cutoff day to April 18th. There will be no extensions of God's judgment day at the great white throne. Thus, the urgency of my good friend Joel to continually remind all listeners that just like the final play in the UT Texas annual game today, when the whistle blows, the game's over, no replays. So before you count your chickens, 
make sure they are hatched and safely born. Wisdom being the first gift mentioned, we are reminded of the section of the Bible inscribed as wisdom literature, although that list may include some scholars as Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes, one would be hard-pressed to avoid any number of other books throughout the Tanakh and Old Testament, uh, which convey the wisdom and the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah, though not necessarily imparted obviously as such. Few are these alive, considered to be the wisest of folk, who would dare declare they have achieved the pinnacles of wisdom. If you are cited early on as one of those, your life's work is cut out for you. And you okay, Terry, i gotta, I got to jump in on you at that point. So um, we'll get back into the, in the second half of the show, Terry, be able to wrap that up for you. Uh, you know, I always love it, though, Terry, when you, when you give those things, you know, because it centers mm-hmm. us back on what we need to be talking about, which is the Bible itself. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's where we point everybody to. Absolutely everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple of uh, really quick news items here. Uh, well, actually, before I do that, I said I was going to address uh, Terry's show. It was called From the Eye of the Storm. Um, it has been presented on Revelation Radio every Sunday night at 7.30 p.m., and uh, Terry uh, is going to be finalizing or bringing that series to a close uh, on Sunday evening. And Terry, first of all, thank you so much for all that you did with that series. I know you had a lot of people following mm-hmm. it, and I know it was a tough decision for you to end it. But yeah. at the same time, let, let me tell people this. Blame me, okay, because I keep giving Terry all kinds of homework assignments and I give him these, these, these spots during the show, during our, um, during our radio show, which is broadcast to a whole lot more stations and a whole lot more locations. And the importance of this show, I believe, is extremely important because we're getting the message out all across the world, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So blame me for Terry having to give up his own show, okay? But anyway, Terry, first of all, thank you for doing it. And I'll yeah. let you uh, speak on it here. I'll give you 30 seconds to a minute to say whatever you want to about it. Yeah, it was a privilege and an honor to um, be able to teach and to consider and, and, and weigh the valuable gold of spiritual wealth of, of God's leading in Proverbs. Um, and it's still there, folks. It didn't go anywhere. Uh, avail yourself of that when you're feeling low, when you're, when you need a pickup, when you need insight, especially in wisdom for this world that we're living in. It's just as powerful and just as strong today, if not more so because of what's going on. Uh, grab the book of Proverbs and, and help yourself get back close to Jesus. But thank you for the opportunity, Joel, and thank you everyone who who has listened and given me encouragement. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, again, that that series will be wrapping up uh, this Sunday evening, seven thirty p.m. Central Time. Again, that's on um, Revelation Radio, www.revelationradio.net. Now, uh, Terry, real quick, I want to get back into a little bit about Israel to start with, mm-hmm. um, because. Um, for the last couple of shows, we've been talking about how Israel, ha- there is a growing concern about uh, Christian persecution in Israel, that they're giving uh, the Islamic faith basically free reign for fear of more rioting, uh, more world condemnation, uh, but um, they're restricting Jews from going to the Temple Mount. They won't let them go there until Ramadan ends. Okay, that's a decree by the government that's signed off on by Prime Minister Netanyahu. Why? Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. And then, of course, you have the uh, more and more people are talking about persecution of Christians in Israel, which to me, mm-hmm. um, up until about a week ago, I would have told you that you were lying if you said, if, if mm-hmm. you said that to me. Um, from the Jerusalem Post, there are senior religious leaders, uh, Zionist rabbi, uh, rift in Jude, uh, Judaism. Uh, mm-hmm. they, he, he's calling Israel dangerous. This is a rabbi. Okay. Yeah. Um, he said, it's chilling to think what has happened to the religious Zionist community from what was considered to be a bridge between religion and Zionism, Torah and Avada, that's A-V-O-D-A-H, or the business ventures, yeah. Torah and science and Torah uh, with proper behavior. Unfortunately, some of our leaders, elected officials, and rabbis speak in a tone that frightens many people in Israel society, and rightfully so. Now, this is a, you know, this is a rabbi. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's almost crazy. He says, um, I get questions from religious people who are ashamed to go to work with a kapah. Is that how you say it? Um, Kapa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and women with a head covering. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he gets questions from religious people who are ashamed to go to work uh, like this. He said, not in the sense of not being religious, but in not being identified as religious. They are ashamed of what the religious community represents nowadays. Any comments on that? Uh, yeah, that's uh, end times prophecy. Things are getting turned upside down. What's evil is good, good is evil. Right. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't mind that turmoil within the Jewish community as long as it causes them to go deeper still to meet Jesus, their Amen. Messiah. Amen. Yeah, because we, we do know that uh, Israel is going to call for Jesus. And that Amen. is going to end the tribulation when they do that. That's uh, right. We, we, we just got a long way to go, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but, you know, I yeah. mean, well, there's yeah. obviously seven years to go plus least, whatever yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, now, from the Times of Israel, it says here that Israel must prepare for war with Iran without U.S. help. Now, that comes from a former NSA chief, okay? He said, we need to prepare for war. It's possible that we reach a point where we have to attack Iran even without American assistance. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty scary stuff. You know, and it's something, yeah. you know, especially for Israel that does, you know, leadership for the most part, they're going to be Jewish, right? They're going to mm-hmm. be of the Jewish faith. So they don't believe in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't see this like we do. You know, we don't see, no. we see this as all signs of good things to come and they mm-hmm. see everything as bad signs to come, right? I mean, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how it, where it works out. It said, Iran mm-hmm. is more sure of itself. It has managed to sign a number of agreements with Arab states. The world is starting to look different. Yeah, it's starting to look different, all right. I mean, <laughs> I've, I, I, I've seen a lot of changes just in the last... Uh, year really i mean yeah, it's, it's almost unbelievable right. um, yeah. there's also a pro-iranian militia in iran that now is threatening israel so um this is iran we haven't talked much about mm-hmm. iran in the come in, in mm-hmm. the past months but iran mm-hmm. now um they seem to be teaming up pretty good with 
Iran and with Russia. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess we shouldn't be too too surprised by this. Uh, it said no. Iran uses smaller groups like Nujaba, N-U-J-A-B-A, to threaten Israel and to dis- destabilize Iraq and Syria. Iran uses these militias to carry out a corridor of influence from Iran through Iraq to Syria and Lebanon. And listen to those countries really close because these are countries that are going to form yes. part of the coalition that's called mm-hmm. on in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So you need to pay attention to this. This is a coalition coalescing. It's coming together. It's firming up. And again, those country names are Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, and of course, Iran. Um, it's basically a kind of a highway, it says here, basically kind of a highway of Iranian influence that is dominated by militias and increasingly can project its power using drones and rockets. And of course, we already know that there's 250,000 rockets pointed at Israel. Yeah. For Any real, comment for on that? Real. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, let's start there. Uh, folks, we're not joking. Uh, th- he's not throwing a number out there and guessing at it. 250,000 rockets for a country the size of Israel. Yeah, uh, size of New Jersey. The size of New that's, Jersey, yeah. Yeah, that's insanity. And uh, you've got to start there to to get yourself into a gear of going, you know what, I need to look into this. I need to think about these things. And you want to wedge that with the fact that the Bible has prophesied every bit of this, right. everything that's going. You know, the Jews are right in the sense they're saying things are getting worse because that's what the Bible said was going to happen. Absolutely. Don't they read their own don't they read their own book? Anyway, I'm sorry. Well they read they, they they read half of it. You know, they, yeah. they read the Old Testament or the Torah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. But um, and they don't even uh, they don't even read all of that. You know, we've no. talked about that in past mm-hmm. shows that they leave out yeah. a very, very important uh, book and chapter uh, in, right. in the Bible. Amen. So, uh, Amen. you know, maybe maybe they could start by reading the whole thing, the whole Torah. Yeah. Maybe they could start there, and then if they uh, don't have time, they can read Isaiah fifty-three, which is what you were alluding to. That's exactly what I'm referring to. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think that uh, that would be a good that would be a good starting point because uh, I think you've pointed out in the past that many of them think that that is a New Testament. Uh, yes. When when they hear it, that it's coming from the New Testament, not from the Old Testament. And uh, when they hear that, uh, a few of them, the eyebrows go up and say, hmm, maybe we need to look at this a little bit. So I'm going to encourage you. We do have listeners in Israel. So, Terry, give them that chapter one more time, chapter and verse, one more time. Isaiah 53, Isaiah chapter 53. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, if you are of the uh, Jewish faith, I would encourage you to go there and take a look at it. It just might be an eye-opener for you. Remember, we're looking for that last individual to accept Christ before the rapture of the church. So when that last person says, in Jesus' name, after they have prayed that prayer of salvation, then Terry and I and every Christian living and dead are going to meet Jesus Christ in the air. We're going to avoid the Great Tribulation. Why put yourself through it? You don't want to accept Christ after the fact. You don't want to miss the bus because there's only one. Now, for those of you that only get the first half of the show, we encourage you to go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. 
Christian.net. You get the whole thing there. Also, uh, any of the radio stations that uh, that you're listening to, whatever station you're listening to, uh, we uh, really appreciate all of you. The uh, the affiliates continue to grow. For those of you uh, getting only the first half, we'll see you next time. For everybody else, we'll be back right after the break. Attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. And welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, joined by my co-host there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And uh, give you guys, uh, I don't I don't know if I've uh, mentioned this in quite a while or not, but anyway, Terry is not only my co-host, he's also a very well-versed um, Bible teacher and uh, has about fifty years' experience with that. I think you. I, I think you've done some work in um, uh, prisons, meeting uh, in in that regard. And of course, just street prophecy or not prophecy, but uh, street, street preaching. Street, uh-huh. There you go. Um, uh, very, very, yeah, very, very active honored, missions. Honored to be able to do all of those things. Honored. Yeah. Well, um, and on top of that, is the author of three books, and two of those books happen to be about the rapture of the of the church um surprise yeah surprise surprise right so uh, anyway in a future edition of the last christian podcast i'm going to have terry on for a full hour and we're going to really get into everything there and i'm looking forward to that interview terry i I really am Uh, i've got a a gentleman that i did a podcast with for a another podcast that i do called it's primetime somewhere and uh, his name is Sean Banks, and that interview uh, is going to be airing um, just about everywhere, every podcast platform, at Monday night at, at 9 p.m. Again, that's uh, it's primetime somewhere. And he's coming back, and he's going to do an interview with me for uh, on the last Christian podcast. I'm looking really forward to it. This guy is just awesome. I mean, I love uh, talking yeah. to him, and I think he's going to bring a lot to the table, and people are going to be – very, very interested in it. Younger guy too deals. Uh, so you know he should be able to bridge bridge some some gaps there because me and Terry are ancient, yeah. you know. So not by much, Mister Mister Terry. Not by much. Okay, um, getting back into uh, the news a little bit. I I mentioned this in the last show that I felt like they came up with a scapegoat for this intelligence leak. I still believe that. Uh, but I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you listen to this report, and I'll comment on it very briefly, and then we'll move on. 
The 21-year-old U.S. Air National Guardsman suspected of leaking intelligence reports is due in court. Jack Teixeira was arrested on Thursday in connection with the unauthorized removal and transmission of classified information. The leaked material includes sensitive information regarding the war in Ukraine, as well as on China and U.S. allies. Kate Fisher reports from Washington. Jack Teixeira was arrested at his home in the U.S. state of Massachusetts by armed FBI agents investigating the leaking of intelligence files on the gaming platform Discord. Pentagon spokesman General Pat Ryder said it was a deliberate criminal act and that the Defense Department is evaluating who gets access to sensitive information. U.S. media are reporting that Jack Teixeira's friends in a private online group say the documents were never meant to be shared on the wider internet. Kate Fisher, Washington. Okay, now again, I think this guy's a scapegoat, and the the, the reason yeah. that I believe that is because he's he's a member of the National Guard. Now, I know that there are reports out there that say, okay, but he was you know hired to work in the in this industry mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Okay, so a National Guard that that raises to the event of getting into top secret stuff, access to top secret stuff that you can pass on through yeah. games. That, I mean, because yeah. you know, that, that's where they said he released it. It's through a game. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm sorry, but this this smells rotten. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I just, I'm not buying it. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it yeah. for one second. Yeah. And the smell is coming from Washington, D.C., by the way, in right. case anybody wonders where it's at anyway. Right. So um, now. I want to talk about Iran. Iran has a couple of theories about Israel. Um, weakness. Okay. Um, they're calling it the third front. I mean, it goes, a, there, there's a lot to it, but that's, that's what they actually label it as. Okay. Um, it argues that Iran should back the, all the fronts against Israel. And hence that while Iran has backed various, proxy, and local groups, which it calls the resistance axis, that it must also gradually enter the field of fighting. It also appears to mean more threats will emerge. Now, such attacks may be carried out from, and here we go again with these countries, Yemen, Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. So you see this, again, I'm going back to the coalition that is forming here, led by Russia in what we know to be the Gog and Magog War. Am I interpreting that or speaking that correctly, Mr. Farley? Well, it sure sounds like it. I mean, you know, I mean, the closer it gets, the more it reminds me of when I was seeing the, uh, the, the Rocky Mountains, and I said, here are the Rocky Mountains. We can see them from here. And somebody said, no. That's not the Rocky Mountains. What you're looking at are the foothills. Right. We're getting right. into And I was like, you mean the mountains are bigger? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so that's it, where we're at, folks. This goes on to say the unity of Palestine and the Iranian proxies against Israel. It says another issue um, is the unity of the field, an issue the Jerusalem Post reported recently in noting how Iran sought to kickstart a multi-front war against Israel, something that we've been talking about here for months and months and months, that the attack is going to come 
from the north, south, east, and west because the Bible says so. Okay, so yeah. maybe they need to, again, pick up their own, you know, start reading it. Said, therefore, yeah. missile attacks from southern Lebanon and Syria were the initial message of the unity of the fields. Okay, so in other words, what we've seen over the past few days, that's just a test. That's just the first, the first yeah. indication. Okay. The next thing that they bring up is they think that Israel is afraid to respond. Said uh, the reaction of the Zionist regime army after these several strikes, uh, the attack from the south of Lebanon, the martyrdom operation in Tel Aviv, look at the missile attack from Syria on the Golan Heights. What was the reaction of the Zionist army to these attacks? A few Israeli warplanes took off and hit a few targets and turned back. And then the Tel Aviv authorities claimed, we don't intend to start a war. This shows that Israel is weakening. Iran interpreted Israel's response to the rocket fire from Lebanon and Syria as Israel being deterred by Iran and that Israel is concerned about a larger war. Then the next point that they bring up is that Iran believes the U.S. is concerned about Israel. Iran believes that Israel is weakening and internal protest and the U.S.-Israeli relations have soured during Netanyahu's recent term in office. Quoting them here, it says, Now the relationship between America and the Zionist regime has reached its worst state. Despite this, America knows that Israel is protecting its interests in the reason. The Zionist regime can start proxy wars and disturb the situation in the region. So the Americans say, we have a problem with Netanyahu, and this is a tactical problem. But the weakening of Israel is considered a strategic crisis in Washington. Any comment on that, Terry? Yeah, they're not that concerned. Uh, and it didn't come from Netanyahu. It came from Biden and his cronies. Uh, I wouldn't even say cronies. He's not that respectable. And I apologize if I'm speaking against the authority of the president of the United States. Uh, but I'm talking about the man. And uh, I'm sorry you can't you can't put a hide a, a, a pig's ear in a silk purse. So <laughs> I kind of reversed it, but it's true. Well, that's okay. Uh, we I think we understand where you're going with it. Um, now I said you know that Israel is suffering from internal and external crisis. And by internal, I mean, you got thousands of people in the street protesting the fact that um, the prime minister is trying to change up the legal system a little bit to where judges don't get to appoint judges and that judges don't get to rule on cases before they even hear them or that judges get to write laws uh, rather than the legislature. Um, yeah. You know, he's trying to change all that and make sense yeah. out of it because none of what I yeah. just said makes any sense, right? That's so right. that's what's um, happening, exactly. Yeah, right. So he's trying to do that, and but the left in Israel's got them so worked up that they got thousands of people in the street protesting this stuff, and he's had to put it off. Okay, so you've got the you know the internal stuff going on. Then I talked about um, the the rising attacks on Christians. Um, mm -hmm. This from the. Um, this is from the L.A. Times here. The head of the Roman Catholic Church in the Holy Land has warned in an interview 
that the rise of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's far-right government has made life worse for Christians in the birthplace of Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, obviously this is the Catholic Church, you know, speaking for itself there. Um, it said the frequency of these attacks, the aggressions, has become something new. Um, well, okay, I'll, I'll give them that one. It's become something new because I hadn't heard of it before. Have you? Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, so uh, I'm not sure where all this is going, okay? Um, but I'm hearing more. You remember the first report came out of Al Jazeera, and, and we kind of mm-hmm. took that with yeah. a grain of salt, right? But mm-hmm. now, you know, you're, you're hearing this stuff from uh, other sources, Reuters, um, mm-hmm. the uh, Channel 7 News there in Israel that, mm-hmm. that, that I follow, mm-hmm. um, the AP, mm-hmm. um, the New York Times, uh, this, this one from um, the Religious News Service, it's called RNS, but that's the official name is Religious News Service. Um, they say the Israeli government already criticized the world over for brutal handling of Muslim worshipers at the Al-Azkot Mosque appears to be bent on proving that it's an equal opportunity violator of religious freedom. The Netanyahu administration is now accused of violating the Christian's faithful right. Three major faiths, holidays on Ramadan, Passover, Western Christianity, overlapped into Jerusalem. Israeli authorities are imposing restrictions on how many Palestinians, Christians, a large number of whom are Orthodox, can attend the annual Holy Fire Ceremony. Remember, we talked about that Holy Fire Ceremony yeah. the other day. Um, but anyway, it just got, you know, I'm getting more and more reports from different agencies. That's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's yeah. just one agency. You know, it's coming yeah. out. Uh, so any, I've, I've told you guys before, I don't go with stuff if I can't verify it, you know, with like two or three different sources. I'm getting like dozens of sources on this. So, yeah. you know, it, it makes me, it makes me feel like that what they're talking about here is pretty true. Okay, I hate to say that, but it, yeah. it really does. Yeah. Okay, um, Terry, you can comment on that if you want to, but after you do, I'm going to give you your two minutes. So, you know, however okay. you want to handle it, um, you, you tell me. Yeah. No. Let's. We'll go ahead with the two minutes. Um, okay. All right. So two minutes with Terry, it, and that's going to start for you, sir, uh, right about now. Okay, uh, wisdom being the first gift mentioned, we are reminded of the section of the Bible inscribed as wisdom literature. Although that list may include for some scholars, uh, Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes, one would be hard-pressed to avoid any number of other books throughout the Tanakh, Old Testament, and the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, uh, that convey wisdom, though not necessarily imparted obviously as such. Few are those alive considered to be the wisest of folk who would dare 
declare they have achieved the pinnacles of wisdom. If you are cited early as on one of those, uh, your life's work is cut out for you, and you will continually be challenged with the sparsity of time to refine your gift. A challenge is easily offered to any who disagree with this assessment by asking, why then are there contentions and warnings among you? James, a half-brother of Jesus, in his powerful letter, chapter 4, intones, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even from your lust that war in your members? You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, uh, yet you do not have because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers, adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? Jesus declared, the world shall know us by our love, one for another. Proverbs instructs, with all you're getting, get understanding. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come. Amen, Terry. Amen. You know, it's, I, I love the fact that, that we got this two-minute thing going now, because I again, do too. Yeah. To interject the Bible in here, you know, take it Take away from the news for a minute. You know, it, it's yeah. a nice, healthy break. And I think it's what the Lord Amen. wants us to do. Amen. Okay. Um, there are things going on in the world right now, though, that, that point to the fact that we are getting very, very close. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to put you back on the spot again today, Terry. I'm not going to go back to the question I asked you in the first half about well, the rapture. I've got the answer here if you want. Do you? Do you? Okay. Well, well let me say that I don't have the answer. I have a perspective that is well worthy to be considered. Okay. Well, I'm now I'll be happy to let you do that. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll be happy to let you do it for the rest of this show if you want to. But okay. if you want to go even more in depth, I'll yeah. give you a day to study it and then come back. So you you pick because we got I, well. I guess we could do both. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and grab this because uh, I'm not going to finish when I read this to you. I'm not going to finish studying it. Okay, that's the end. Put it away. Okay. This is something I study constantly. Okay. Uh, First Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse starting with verse one. But of the times and the seasons, that's what we're talking about, brethren. You have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman and a child that shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. What we're talking about from the early earlier conversation is, is it going to be peaceful when Jesus shouts? Is it going to be a mess when Jesus shouts? Are those any indications? Not necessarily, and here's why. Because what we consider peace and safety may not be what the controllers of the world consider peace and safety. Uh-huh. Conversely, conversely, what they th- when they say, hey, you can ask uh, old uh, ice cream eating Joe, uh, how's things, Joe? Oh, man, they're wonderful. Can I have some more ice cream? Uh, so, so we don't know specifically yet in our studies what does this mean when it says there's going to be a sense, a belief of peace and safety when the rapture happens? Does that mean they're at peace and we get raptured? Or does that mean we're at peace and we get raptured? Which it could be because a lot of Christians are saying, oh, things are okay. It's not going to happen now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, that answers it, I guess, in, in some, you know, um, in some ways, to, to not some, some way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Um, my focus again, I, I mentioned this to you uh, before the uh, show started today mm-hmm. that I think I have been looking at Matthew 24, not incorrectly, but not as I should look at it. Yes. And I yes. think that, uh, and, and we're going to be clearing that up, by the way, in, in future shows, as long as the rapture doesn't happen. But, you know, first, Amen. because Amen. I am still 100% convinced that the rapture could happen at any time. I am still convinced Amen. that you everything that needs to happen has already happened. So I think That's we're good right. with that. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And, I don't want the one thing I don't want anybody to do is take that peace and safety thing that you're talking about and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, okay, it's not peace and safety yet. So I can go ahead and I can keep acting the way I'm <laughs> acting and I'll wait until the peace and that's safety right. happens and yeah, then I'll get yes. in line. Okay. That's what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to avoid. That was the whole point mm-hmm. of what I was doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think, I think we can get into it more and more as, as we go on, as Absolutely. long as the Lord gives Absolutely. us the time, you know, as long as That's the Lord right. gives us the time, because we have no idea. Redeeming the time, redeeming yeah. the time. Let's take advantage. Occupy till I come. Right. Go ahead. And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, well, no, you're, you're, you're fine. You're, you're, you're right on this. But, you know, the thing is, is that I am beginning to believe that we are taking the Bible from the wrong perspective. And what I'm talking about is people in the United States, people in France, people in China, people wherever are saying, okay, well, how does that fit in? You know, what the Bible is saying doesn't necessarily fit what's happening here. Well, no, it's not happening. It, it doesn't fit what's happening where you are because you're not located in Israel. If you were located mm-hmm. in Israel, then you can look at all this stuff and you can say, oh, that's happening. Yeah, okay, well, that that. You know, that matches up. Oh, that's happening. Oh, okay. Well, that matches up. That's what I'm talking about. And I think uh, as we go into Matthew 24 in the coming days, again, assuming the rapture doesn't occur, as we go into Matthew 24 in the coming days and Ezekiel 38, 39, Isaiah 17, 1, and we look at it specifically as if we were located in Jerusalem, you know, let's set ourselves in Jerusalem and let's look at that, look at it from an Israeli perspective. And I think things may begin to make just a little bit more sense when we do that. A little more clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Okay. Amen. Now that doesn't mean that things in the world don't contribute to it. And that's the reason no. we have the newscast because yeah. what, what the world does, does have an impact on Israel. Israel responds to everything that happens in the world and the world responds mm-hmm. to everything that happens in Israel. It goes together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, yeah. so you've got um, Americans. This is a report here. This is kind of scary that Americans warm to a U.S. defense of Taiwan if China invades. Um, it says, while we do not have a formal commitment to defend Taiwan, it needs to be emphasized that we do have a longstanding interest in seeing a peaceful resolution of differences across the strait. We do have our own national interest at stake in a contingency over Taiwan, and it goes back a long time. If China wants us to stop defense 
assistance to Taiwan, it can reduce the number of missiles pointed at Taipei and stop the military modernization campaign that is explicitly explicitly targeting uh, an invasion of Taiwan across the strait. But until then, unless they do that, we are perfectly within our rights, and it is our natu- national interest to ensure that Taiwan maintains an ability to defend itself. Okay, to me that says, okay, they're saying uh, all Americans are good to go with a war against China, um, mm-hmm. and I am an who, American who, citizen. Who did that report? Uh, this that one, report? this is, uh, let me find his name here, uh, Terry. I'll, sure. I'll let you... Um, I'll let you comment on that, and let, let me find this thing yeah. real quick. Oh, ne- never mind. I got well, it. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's spell. I, I got to spell his first name. Okay, K H A R I S Templeman. He's a research fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institute and program mm-hmm. manager of the Hoover Project on Taiwan in the Indo Pacific region. Wow, it's a good article, and I the reason because I support what he said completely and uh so i think see that's where the two of us are completely different because you don't go to war with another superpower you don't do it and then no no uh, but uh, he's uh, not saying they're not saying that all he's saying is we have an obligation because of our relationship with taiwan to stand with them that's all he's saying he's not saying anything about no i gotta correct you because go ahead here's 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 another quote same guy yeah Listen, I believe in a one-China policy, but I would be willing to fight for Taiwan because Taiwan is a democracy. We've stood with them for decades. Now, this isn't Templeton anymore. You have any idea who's making this quote? Who? Senator Lindsey Graham. And oh, he, well, and he Graham, con- you never know which way. If he thinks the wind is shifting, he's going to get in front of it. Yeah, so, but so I mean, I for him to say you know, that his, he thinks it's yeah. okay for us to use forces, he's nuts. Yeah. Okay, now, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I'm not done yeah. with his quote yet. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, he also says, I'd be very much open to using U.S. forces to defend Taiwan because mm-hmm. it's in our national security interest to do so. No, it's not in our national security interest to do so. Well, in my opinion, Lindsay, in Lindsay, my opinion, no, no. that's the way to World War Three. Yeah, his remarks are totally uncalled for. But Lindsey Graham is a grandstander. He waits to find, you know, when they had the French Revolution and the crowds would go down the streets killing people, there would be guys that would run out and they'd say, get me out in front of that crowd. I'm their leader. <laughs> okay that was lindsey graham yeah okay. well uh, you know, so whatever whatever which way ever the wind blows that's graham yeah well you know he's been on both sides of about every issue uh, yes, for as long as i could remember and you know? he's been on both sides he's been on the fence he's been under the fence yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i got to agree with you on that okay a couple of other things going on in in the world right now uh, there is a russian uh, opposition leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now his name is, and again, I always say this, forgive my sure. mispronunciations, mm-hmm. uh, Alexia Navalny, N-A-V-A-L-N-Y. He's Russia's most mm-hmm. prominent opposition politician. Um, and here is the quote coming out of Russia. 
It says, he doesn't eat anything because he's prohibited from receiving parcels with food or to buy food in the prison store. And the food that is provided by the prison to him actually worsens his stomach pain. His health is not a good condition. We can't rule out the idea that he is being poisoned, not in huge dosage as before, Mm -hmm. but in small Mm -hmm. ones so that he doesn't die immediately, but for him to suffer and ruin his health. So, um, I, you know, we know that Russia has sent people out to, to, kill opposition leaders and poison is one of the, one of the tools they use. So here's a guy, he's in prison, he's in prison, but you know, they, Mm -hmm. they want to torture him and they want to torture him to death. At least that's the, uh, the implication there. Um, uh, Russia and China are united in an ideological battle against the West and therefore against Europe. That's coming out of the French media in uh, Le Monde. Um, mm-hmm. It says that the translation to all this is that China and Russia are on the path to challenging the international order, and mm-hmm. that they want to solidify the non or the no limits policy that they announced a couple of weeks ago. Now See, we're coming going down against Macron. They're going against Macron. Yeah. And, well, and I say, well done. Well yeah, done. Well, there's a lot of reports on Macron. Maybe we'll get to those in another show. But anyway, <laughs> um, we already we have reached the end of this edition of the uh, last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, we implore you, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, please do so. Time is short. There is no reason to suffer through the tribulation. Absolutely no reason. Uh, Again, we invite you to visit www.lastchristian.net for more information on the newscast, also the podcast. Um, And if the Lord grants us another day and another show, then we'll be back with you. Until then, uh, please uh, stay safe and God bless each and every one of you. Good night. Thanks again for joining us today for the Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for the Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.